to the Portress Podcast for Thursday, the 12th of August. We're going into round 22 of the 2021 Toyota AFL season. And Port Adelaide versus Carlton is Saturday afternoon at Adelaide Over. We've locked it in, 15,000 seat uh, capacity, just like last week. So it's going to be a, a full house as, as such, but and all Port Adelaide supporters with a couple of few Carl, Carl, Carlton not like last week, a little louder, but uh, we'll, we'll actually um, unmute you guys and welcome you in. G'day, Craig. How are you going? Yeah, I am good. Yes, am and good. Uh, no, you're saying you? it's not like last not like last week exactly. It'll be a uh, a, cr- a crowd that's uh, a lot louder, but uh, but it's still mm-hmm. full stadium, full stadium nonetheless. So it won't just be you know half or pocket in a pocket or something. We've also got Nicholas with us. G'day, Nick. How are you doing? Good evening. G'day, boys. How are we doing? I am doing fantastic. Is any of you guys checking the live chats? I've got, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, here we've as got well. Tyson already in board. We're yeah, all talking Tyson. about wieners, so uh, let's yes. have some fun. Yes, very strange already. It's it's still kicking <laughs> off. <laughs> what do you expect from us? Come on. <laughs> all right, now I've got a a demanding puppy dog tonight. That's going to be interesting. So if he's whinging, in the, yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. So, uh, boys, uh, I've titled this members round as it is our last technically home game through the, um, minor rounds through the home and away season, last home game. Uh, we are, you know, it looks like, you know, with, with potentially a crowd or maybe no, none, I don't know. Uh, maybe a bit of a crowd at Ballarat. Is it Ballarat? Yeah. Ballarat next week. Um, no, where is it? It's, it's Bendigo. No, Bendigo. It's Ballarat. I'm pretty sure it's Ballarat. Mars Stadium. Um, Mars Bar- That's Ballarat. Yeah, it's Ballarat. There you go. Thank you. I, I, Maybe. I was, I was right. Uh, so it might be elsewhere. Put a, there a, bit star, of a, train? a little asterisk above that, though. Okay. All right. So there's a bit of issue. Yeah, regional Victoria is not is has had a few cases as well. So yeah. So it might mm-hmm. might we'll see how that goes. But uh, we'll be back playing Western games. Bulldogs. We'll be playing Western Bulldogs either way. Uh, and, and I think we're at a t- stage, you know, we're not like West Coast or other sides that needed cr- a, a live, a big crowd. You know, we, we've we've shown that in front of us, very small, three or four hundred, pl- uh, you know, attendance like mm-hmm. last year. Sometimes there were even no crowd. We, we've still got the intensity and really got a, a, a team that's kind of really switched on. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, got... I, I don't understand the AFL fixturing at the moment. It yeah, is confusing as anything. It is very confusing. Let's talk about it. Because, Let, let's get into it. I mean, I mean, they're still playing games in Victoria with no crowds, but they couldn't let Gold Coast play a home game in Queensland this week. 
Yeah, very strange. It's funny. I actually think that's got to do with the yeah the situation here. We've got a bit of a yeah. I understand yeah. that, but yeah, the yeah. Brisbane works in fucking Brisbane. Melbourne. Yeah, no, it's uh, there is a relationship. I think that is uh, pretty clear between the Victorian government and the AFL that uh, is is uh, letting you know. Yeah, just kind of we'll look we'll look away and yeah, now the standards are yeah, double. St- your standards, whatever you want to call it, but uh, yeah, yeah there are there are there's a unique relationship there, I suspect, based on a whole lot of dollar money factors, financial factors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to me, that just that just like in the way they're fixturing games, and like so, we've got one lunchtime game on a Saturday, but we've got two twilight games. Now, I understand why ours has to be a twilight um, because the Carlton players all have to test before they even bloody play. Yeah. It's a fly-in, fly-out, but they have to test before the game, so they can't fly in too early. So it can't be a lunchtime game, but they're basically doubling up games at the same time in a twilight spot. May not be perfect for our uh, our man Double A, uh, based on his footy, but uh, yeah, for for Mm, most people, I'd say, fair to say, most people generally... Mm. Uh, uh, Twilight is a pretty good, decent time to be really honest. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's a not, not nice. Can it make sense in that kind of after, after lunch and before dinner and get a game? Yes. Family wise, yes. to be honest with you, I've, when I was you know had young young kids, young girls, uh, my, my daughters and I, I found it was a lot easier. Twilights were it was a mm. perfect time, a perfect time. Oh, you, it definitely is. They're in bed, you know, decent time, and yeah. Look, we still yeah, do a twi- yeah. I'd still do a Twilight game, and mm. you know, I'd catch the 7, 7.30, you know, like the end of the game at, at Footy Park, at, at Adelaide Oval, and catch the train, and still, I'd still get, you know, uh, I'd take Alicia, it was generally Alicia and I, and I'd, I'd take her, and for a Twilight game at 4 o'clock, I'd still, she'd still get to get a bed by about 8, 8.30, like we get back, we were up, living up in Semaphore, so, you know, mm. by the time we get, get home... Yeah, you know, winding down even nine o'clock, it's late. So the late even the evening games are just ridiculous. You're home eleven thirty, one, one, you know, midnight. Now you guys experienced that, of course. We've dealt with that recently, Nick. You and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a shame that this is how we're finishing the home and away season at home. Yeah. Would they have the? I mean, uh, would they have an end of uh, after? Um, match function. It's probably something. Off the oh, I highly doubt it. I highly, yeah, highly doubt it. A lot of the, the one thing, rounds, yeah. Sorry. Um, the one thing I am hoping for is that they do something for Tom Rockcliffe at least before mm-hmm. the game. I'm yeah, hoping nice. something will happen, but who knows? I mean, I know he's sticking around. He's not. It's not like he's completely disappearing. He's staying he's in a bit coaching. of a development coaching role. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is oh, well, that just for the next five weeks or six weeks or, you know, is that at something? This, at uh, this stage. Yeah, yeah. Right. At this stage. So he'll see out the rest of the season um, as a coach. Um, and then from there, we'll, there'll be discussions on where he wants to go from there. All right. Indeed. Um, excellent. So, um, hey, big news today, boys. Let's, let's, uh, let's get it uh, straight off the bat. Um, Port Adelaide now has a women's team in the AFLW. Congratulations. Yeah, ready for season 2022 and 23? Yes. How, how good is that? That is really good, and I'm really proud that Port Adelaide can do this. 
so effectively now every team will have a uh, AFLW team. Yeah, eighteen mm-hmm. teams. It, it's it, it's going to be really good for pathways. Yeah, you know, when you look at something generationally uh, that will work with this, it, it's going to be uh, um, really special. Look, my, my daughter's fifteen. It's uh, something she's not, not interested in with just, you know, footy. Is generally not very much of a sporty person, but. When I think about having daughter and if potentially other people have young daughters that are interested, and Port Adelaide would all have, have that in the, in the future ongoing, we're going to have, uh, you know, I guess uh, fathers and daughters' daughters and mothers' daughters. You know, it'll be the best. You know, Aaron's Aaron's daughter would want to play. You know, you just stuff like that. It's just going to be very very special. You know what I mean? Having uh, the, the 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 women's. T- Team, I I think also guys, if you want to fill me in on the details, but I'm I'm knowing that Port Adelaide's pitch, you know, based helped you know set up all the kind of redevelopment that's happening at the footy club as well. So it ties mm-hmm. in with the ties in with the women's team, and yeah, ties in so with all the upgrades and what's going on. I I, I can only see also, I mean, probably the last of the. I'm trying to think of the word for it, but like you know, when you think of what this 18 team AFL women's team or Port Adelaide, when we look at isolating our perspective for our club, um, and we see how monumental that that kind of these things are, these decisions. When the decision in 2014, when the club went all on field with um, the one club, and those kind of big big moments, monumental changes. Changes. I'd I'd say the one other one that will last where we kind of don't. Enough changes for the next, you know, fifteen hundred years. I'd say the last one is exiting the SNFL, and somehow, um, how do you how do you say goodbye? You know, a funeral of a of the Magpies emblem logo, or bring it up in and resurrect it in some other the amateurs or another in another fashion, or in some way really pay a tribute and have it as it's still part of Port Adelaide, but it's it's a heritage and it becomes. Really, not just now. It's now like things that aren't around anymore that we pay deep respect to, as would the Magpies logo. Uh, but the the bars will still stay around. You know, the whole idea of that will you can. Lift I have that a on. feeling. I have a feeling. Much like uh, Brisbane Lions do with uh, the Fitzroy Bears, it would become a legacy for them. Sort of something they. Yeah, can bring up in like historic games and stuff like that. If yeah. Collingwood don't get in the way, of course. Yeah, uh, well, absolutely, and I don't think they will. I think long term. I think over time, you know, just the more your generations kind of just see the idea of it. So, you know, throw a throw a date right now. You know, just, that you know you could if you flick forward, you did a click Adam Sandler click kind of style, and we flick seven every seven years. You know, the seven year itch go seven years is Port Adelaide. Magpie is still in the SNFL, maybe seven years later. It's fourteen years, but you know, I'd, I'd say really like for the health of the Australian football competition and and the the way things are. I think the, the most future, important oh, thing, yeah, yeah, as you said, for the health of the Australian football competition, I, I think the, the second, AFL yeah. kind of needs to buy the sample from them. Yeah, in a way, or at least. Uh, Buy, yeah, yeah, okay. So I see where you're going with that. I would say, buy if you're buying a competition, hmm, I'd, I'd say more in the vein of, well, if you want to kind of say, okay, buy that competition, and the, those teams can um, almost a bit of an EPL style earn their way to being part of that competition to be part of the 
national competition. Uh, if you wanted to look at something like that, and then there's, but then again, I just think the second secondary competition. That's where you put the investment in the, the reserves, uh, and you you put that you create you know, and obviously it could be sponsored by you know something else. So it reckon it's recognised as its secondary comp. Almost like the under twenty threes and that kind of thing is. So you 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 make that. I know the NRL in the past there was a real. I think it was the under twenty threes or the yeah something like that. There was there was almost a greater focus on that, and then the and then the league. And so if you made that seconds comp, just something big, you know, to a standalone competition. Obviously, yep, he plays in and out and stuff. Um, you have to work on how to kind of get top ups, and I, that could all be factored in and worked around. And you you'd find a pool of players in every state that want that opportunity to get that. You, you never want to deprive someone of an opportunity, and there's got to be workplace based things that stop clubs being selfish to not kind of put the AFL and the industry first. Um, you know, so the, that I think the. It's like the lifelong, the plug of the SANFL has been just, just deteriorating and being, and it's not real, it's not long sustaining. So the SANFL are on this kind of pretend era. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're in a. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> My apologies. Uh, um, we're in a state where we look. If we zoom out over a generation or two. We're from where we were as kids in the 80s and 90s, and we look at the SANFL as it was essentially originally for a long period of time before the AFL. We look at that, and then we kind of go into this transitional stage because if we look at kind of 30, 40, 50 years' time, we're going to have a, a competition that looks really vastly different to what it is now, but I still feel like a competition in time that will look long-term what it could look like even in the next 10 years. So I just feel like, I don't know if the, Port Adelaide, I don't know who makes the first move and how it's going to happen. And I'd be interested to get your thoughts on it, boys, about how in, you know, we again, going through that analogy of snap forward in seven, eight years' time and imagine this competition as the competition in its entirety looks nothing like it, it is now. Imagine a, yeah, reserves competition. I don't even know what the best, best word for that is, but a, a seconds comp that is, Essentially, really healthy, and is it is the national, you know, seconds comp. And how do you guys see it all looking and, and putting in place? Because it's this what where we are right now is not sustainable in five years' time, let alone fifteen to twenty. Craig, you any thoughts? Oh, <laughs> It's a broad subject you're throwing us into, Matty. It is very. I mean... It's interesting. The the Port Adelaide Footy Club is in an interesting stage. You put the women's competition now there. We look at the finances of that, how how we're going to finance that, and then got to factor in now the seconds comp and the magpies and how it's looking. I, I just can't see it lasting. And when you look at the pandemic and the way it's going with just, you know, the, the interruptions that's been this year, Oh, you're going to see an SANFL that just wants to be more independent from the AFL and the, the two, two, two other teams, which will is a whole other conversation about the relationship between the Adelaide Crows and the SANFL. You know, we're, it's almost like a, a divorce right in front of our eyes over a long period of time because uh, they're more and more realising how they need to be an independent AFL club and not be, 
you know, back pocket of the Asana film. The Asana oh, film. Don't even get me started on the crows and being in the back pocket of the Asana film, mate. Well, yeah, mate. My point is, is that 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 back pocket is it's starting to pop pop out and realise, hey, their interests aren't aligned anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? And and more their crows' interests are more aligned with our interests because of the two AFL teams and the national mm-hmm. competition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So everything behind, everything beyond the the the, the, the the white line, anything behind the white, well, you know, beyond the true. white line, is all common. Common, we have common interests, right? It's a national yes, competition. While while that while what you're saying is true, it still doesn't stop the crows wanting to stay in the back pocket of the SANFL. Oh, I agree. I mean, what have, I agree. Biggest, they're exposed. One of they're the biggest things at the moment that's yeah. holding the crows back from getting their new training facilities and their new this and everything else that they want is they don't want to have to pay any rent or maintenance fees like they don't Mm. at the moment with Footy Park. They've never paid a fucking cent in rent and maintenance fees when Footy Park was a full stadium and even now to – I think they maintain the lands and that, but they don't pay any rent or anything like that to yeah, anybody no. because the SANFL foots the entire fucking bill. No, I agree. And no, I I'm think, to and say, this yeah, oh, came sorry. up, I think this came up like 10, 11 years ago. I remember reading an article about it and I think they, I think in this article on average, the Crows were saving $2 million a year by the AF, by the SANFL, not charging them any so, of these fees. So, so you're proving my point more of exactly about the fact that there's this massive cognitive dissonance with them, and they're going to have more and more. They're going to be every decision going forward. More and more is all for their interest and not the SANFL's interest. And so, it just you sit back and just watch this relationship basically ever so slowly, day by day, creak. And, and get worse and worse because mm-hmm. the interests of the AFL, the Adelaide Crows, you know, and, and so, like I said, so the SANFL more and more are going to see the benefits of their amateurness and they're going to be more apart. It'll be interesting to see everything that lines them two together. And as you say, those type of things, the Crows are going to have to weigh up their interests because long term they still need to be on the favour of, you know, in the camp of Adelaide and uh, the AFL, sorry, and Port Adelaide. And because, as I said to you, apart from literally the white line behind that, like everything off field, we're all, we've got, you know, we've all got the same agenda. So, yeah, yeah, as opposed to the agenda of the, um, you know, the the SNFL teams and the more more, uh, amateur nature of it, you know, so it's going to be, uh, like we're seeing, man, with the pandemic, as soon as anything happens where our players can go, you wait and hear more and more the SNFL from not just fans and you know, people who are relevant, but people important in the SNFL more and more about just, look, we just got to got to move on without these two teams, you know, and that's what they want. And I feel like that's just, it's just interesting to see where that's going to go uh, because I just feel like, you know, you could even say five years, but then, you know, seriously, if, if by 2023 or 2024 that we have, we're out of the SANFL, I won't be surprised. I'll just say it right now. It's just, how could you mm. be surprised if you look around you? So, mm-hmm. could be by force. It could just be by, by, by force. Sorry, Nick, go ahead. I was about to say, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we go, but uh, yeah. 
All right, boys. So, um, yeah, so support Adelaide. Big, big, big decision with that, and that's great. So I look forward to a $50 uh, foundation membership. Uh, get on it, guys. I'm onto that mm-hmm. one. Get, it on, get on to it, listeners, so you can be now, a foundation member. All right. So I've just all seen right. some stuff pop up about our game this week, and unfortunately, especially for the fans that were not able to get tickets. Yeah. Can I say, fuck Channel 7. Why? Fuck Channel 7. Fuck Channel 7. Now, you and I, Nick, we're fine because yep. we're actually we able tickets. to go to the game. That's yep. awesome. I have KO. Fucking Channel I'm 7. Right. I'm fine. And yeah, you've got KO, so you'll be all right. So anyone that's got Fox and KO and all that, you'll be all right. Delayed fucking. Are life. you kidding me? With fifteen thousand, that's nasty. It will be, it will be delayed, um, airing from seven thirty Saturday night. That's heartbreaking. So they're not even airing um, like the any of the night games. They just they'll air the Port Carlton clash delayed from seven thirty. Yeah, as a as a kind of as the big big premiere event for the night. Yeah. Hmm. Even though most people have already known what the fuck. Yeah, the game would, the game would be wrapped up by then, wouldn't it? It's uh, would, I wouldn't say it'd be wrapped last up. Quarter. Uh, be be last quarter. Be the last quarter. Last quarter by the time that. Yeah. Boy, this is like the nineteen uh, back to the nineteen nineties, back to mm-hmm. twenty thirty years ago. Yep. I remember it well before Foxtel. <laughs> Probably had <sighs> Foxtel now, Fox Footy for the last oh, since. 2000, mid 2000s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I tell you, I, to, to tell you what I must say before we kind of get into, uh, you know, talking about ins and outs and everything. I've got to just credit, uh, talk about the showdown, just a bit of a bit of a review on it. I'm watching the game, the highlights of it from last week, and uh, Alia Alia, yeah, shout out to Alia Alia. What what a what a Champion, it got to be in the All Australian contention. Must be, must be. And if not, like even definitely in the first twenty-two as well. Like uh, I know that might be a bit cheeky to say that with pretty good All Australian defence, uh, but uh, he deserves it. Thoughts on Alia, boys? Legend. He played very well. I have a feeling um, he was hearing some of the comments that people were saying that he'd been falling off a bit in the last few weeks, and he had a really great night Sunday, uh, last Sunday. Just read the play. Just he, he just seemed to be at the right spots, and sometimes where he didn't read the play, and he just seems to feel his way uh, or that ability to just be one on one. You know, he was just mm-hmm. he was a wall. He, he was brilliant. And he, I love the. He's a frustration yeah. of the Crows yeah. players. Anytime the ball went to him, it's like, why yeah. would you kick it to him? Ah, oh, exactly. Ah, oh, that last one, the player for the Crows actually led, or sorry, put his hand out to go to the wing. Then he led towards his teammate, so he went the opposite way. The guy kicking the ball, I think, do that, do that, he was honouring what the initial lead with the hand, and so he went that way. And Aaliyah is quick as well, so it's not only the ability to read it, but as soon as the ball goes up, and it's obvious often because he's 
you know, he, he's just prone to being involved in high kicks, so he he gets himself to that ability. He just, with ease, was there, and it just looked like he didn't, but the ball was actually being passed to him. So, and, and, and on occasions, yeah, he just gets in the right spot, and just, no, like I said, sometimes it's actually, he makes it look easy, but it isn't. Like, I'm just doing it again, looking at it again here now. Just Brent, one-on-one, just Fogarty, annoyed the hell out of him. And he had different. He was going on different opponents throughout the night uh, as well, from uh, what we see. Yeah, but uh, now, nah, Aliyah, Aliyah, well done, congratulations. No matter what, no whether we win or lose that game, he would have won, won that as well, which uh, well deserved for the winning team. Mm, definitely. Uh, I know it's a little while ago now, boys, but uh, pluses and minuses for that game. Uh, probably, you know, it's been talked a bit about the fact that Crows. Put up a fight, but showdowns are often like that. But you know, again, another game where did, should we be so, in a way, naive or you know, uh, alert to the idea that we, we we should be should we be smashing teams or yeah? What's your thoughts on how I don't know the, the game? I don't think we were as bad as people were saying we were. There were quite there were a few players that definitely were nowhere near their best, and unfortunately for some of them, it definitely showed. I mean, what? I don't know. I mean, DBK still had hot and hot and cold moments. Yeah, I just watched him run over the ball just then. So yeah, he he yeah, he had some moments. I mean, he I was. Think, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. the thing is. Because of the week that the Clowns had beforehand, they came out to prove something and they went a lot harder at the game than we expected and we probably weren't ready for that. But the fact that we, with all this fight that they had, we were still able to grind out the the win, I think that shows a lot more courage from us than it does. So that's my thoughts anyway. I don't know mm. if this fact is in. I'd love your thoughts on this, boys, because, and I'll save this one just to, for, for the podcast. Um, I'd love your thoughts on just the idea that, you know, you look around at the other teams that were losing games that were should not have been lost, you know, GWS beat Geelong and uh, other games, teams with some Bulldogs lost to Essendon. I, I think there might be something to say about, you know, just close to the finals, um, Bodies are getting a bit tired and needing a bit of a rest before the finals. And we're still grinding out wins. And against a team that is the local rival, the, all, the, all the fans, even if it was you know, short, not, not 50 instead it was 15, but 15,000, but it's still, you know, their home ground and their home you know, their game. And I don't know, just a feeling of that, like you say, back of what they experienced throughout the week, they were... 22, 23 men, you know, wearing candy candy colours out there that were pretty determined, and uh, and and you could really see that. And again, I think still, I think still, we've there's a bit of rustiness, and uh, 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 yeah, yeah, there's there's growth for our side uh, and room for improvement, which it can only be a positive. Um, but uh, I think there's a positive for the fact that we're grounded out a win when other teams are losing. I, I just feel. There was something about the was important about the four points going. Yeah, you know, the last literally like the four, you know, three or four points. It was four points that we won the game by. I really think it, it's so important that it was on our side. You know, if we'd lost it, the mental edge that we would have got knocked back by that might have been. And and also, hey, the points on the, on the board you know, could be factoring top four. So that was a big win. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and look, and, I've, and, I, and I, know, I know certain people have reservations in me saying this, but if you look at our wins and losses for the year, we are the only team in the top eight currently that has not lost to a team that is currently in the bottom ten. And that's actually a good thing in my mind. Same. I mean, it means yeah, that potentially the, the, the losses good. that we've had this year are when we've had our absolute worst games. I mean, the challenging played, games. When we played the Eagles, uh, that was just, I don't know how the hell we lost that game. That was <laughs> uh, The Brisbane one, I still somewhat blame on the whole we had to do the fly in, fly out, but we flew in early in the morning and flew out at night, and it was a night game. I'm so, I think glad you don't, still... so, so glad you don't blame me, just for being there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not blaming you. I am. That was that whole fly in, fly out deal. <laughs> game. And I think it just took a toll on the players doing oh, the that sort of... Um, it was the weather was oh, wild yeah. that night. It yeah. was just a really it was a game for them, mate. That was, well, a, that was realistically the, the other the three, start. which were um, the bulldog the, the the bulldogs game, the Geelong game, and the Melbourne game. We were competitive. Well, we were competitive. I'd say the one that we probably weren't as competitive in as we should have is probably Melbourne. Correct. Yeah, I agree. Uh, bulldogs, we were close for three quarters, and it was the same with Geelong. We were close for three quarters, but then just that final quarter bit us a bit. And I also feel at the time we also were still missing players. Mm-hmm. When we played both Geelong and the Bulldogs, um, at the very least we didn't have Dersmer and Butters. Um, I think the Melbourne game, we didn't even have Robbie Gray, I reckon, didn't play that game. And I don't even know if Motlop was in that one. So, <laughs> I've got a funny feeling you're giving us a really good segue to the ins and outs because you know we, well, we are building as a side. Enough. But do you do you see some um, you know how look if you looked on us literally on a scale and you know, week to week we're building we're building and we're kind of getting more. Well, I guess not only just building but kind of bringing in you know the talent that's come back from injury like literally having players come back, but also you can see two or three games into players and the cohesion and all the kind of things that are, mm-hmm. are, are, are building towards, obviously, uh, the next three or four weeks. Uh, yeah. can, can you see the selections for this week having a positive nature and a long-term building towards that over the next couple of weeks, or are you a bit concerned by McKenzie? Yeah, and Cleary in. Oh, let's just go through it quickly so before you go to your whole – have a little yeah. thought there. So Cleary in, and we have McKenzie out, and we have Sam Powell Pepper in, uh, out, and we have Marshall in for SPP. So uh, mm-hmm. that's the just the two and two this week. Uh, your thoughts on that, Craig? I mean, look, from what I'm hearing with McKenzie, it's a just hamstring soreness, so they're more just going down the cautionary route of. We'll get you out. We've got Clurie in. We'll give Clurie a chance to see how he goes. And realistically, this week with Carlton, they're missing their both of their real um, key forwards. So it's a game that we can afford to rest McKenzie and not worry too much. And it may even give um, Clurie that bit of a boost in confidence and performance that he needs. 
Um, because yeah, I mean, looking at the ins and outs for Carlton, they they've Jones, McKay, and Silvani all out, with McGovern and Kemp coming in, and I think McGovern's been playing forward, so he'll probably go forward this week. But I think we can do a job with McGovern and who else have they got playing forward? That's what I'm trying to bloody remember at the moment. Nick, Nick, Nick I'd love your thoughts just on the ins and outs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're a mixed bag of uh, changes, I think, because I mean, I don't know if SVP really deserved to be dropped considering a lot of other players didn't do that great. Uh, but I don't know. How did Marshall go in the sample? Did anyone see? Was there even a game? Marshall didn't play in the sample. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he didn't play. because he, he was the med sub. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, sure, I'll give him another chance because I think we actually said that Marshall didn't deserve to be dropped last game. So Yeah, I watched the showdown. It's a showdown. Pretty ordinary performance by the Magpies. Yeah, true. Mm. Um, so, I mean, as I said, it's a mixed bag, but... Uh, they got their reasons. Maybe SPP and all that are just not performing well at training. Who knows? I mean, looking at the looking at the game, um, the Magpies game. I mean, Sam Mays had bloody thirty five disposals. When's he going to get but, a game? <laughs> <laughs> well, he may, he may end up. I reckon it's interesting with the uh, emergencies we've named who will actually be the med sub this week because. Realistically, uh, three out of the four players I could see being the med sub. Ooh! Uh, just for just for the listeners, in case they haven't got the uh, lineups in front of them. So, who who are the who are there on the bench? Uh, that so, the, uh, right, we're talking about the bench or the emergency? Yeah, be- bench, bench, and emergencies. Because I'd like to know. Well, currently, you... okay. So, currently on yeah. the bench is Marshall, Bonner, Laddams, and Fantasia. So they're in the so squad. Marshall, so they're in. They're playing. Yeah. yeah. They're all in and playing. But the the bench doesn't mean anything until game time. Well, um, yeah, the, it's, it's it's relevant to how my a little topic I want to talk about about the forward line and yeah, but but uh, yes, emergencies. The emergencies are Sam Mays, mm-hmm. Sam Power Pepper. Okay, yeah. Jared Lena and Stephen Motlop. Ooh, Motlop. <laughs> Motlop has been named as an emergency, along with SPP and Mays. So he's and nothing and ready to go. I think they want to give him. I think I don't think Motlop play. I don't think Motlop's the med sub, even though he is one of the three that I would say would be likely to be the med sub. Only because I think they want to give him game time in the sample and um, get him match fitness. Gee, we could uh, he, use... He's not. He's not like a Robbie Gray, and even last week, Robbie Gray, I felt wasn't a hundred percent. But he's I actually soon. called it as well, saying I don't think Robbie Gray should have been playing. I think it was too soon. Uh, Maybe to... but he needs to get. He needs match fitness before the finals. Yeah, well, have a choice. Could have played him in yeah. Sandful for some match fitness. I don't. Yeah, but he doesn't play Sandful. Yeah. Robbie Gray, unless he's been out, unless he's been out for a year. Robbie Gray does not play in the sandful. <laughs> Quite clearly, didn't come didn't come back through the sandful this time. Yeah, he's he's not the, he's not the kind of player you dump in the sandful for a game or two. You, you get him at AFL level, and you that's where he performs. 
Mm. Where, um, no, where, think... where Motlop, you can you can ease him into throw the sample a bit. Nick and Craig, is there any chance we could sneak a new Crystal Pear in? As who will be the Medi sub? <laughs> that's more of a guessing game than anything, I mean, anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't, exactly. if, it's a, if it's a Sunday game, you're not going to know at all. Exactly. No, that's all right. We'll, so that makes it hard. But yeah, um, <laughs> honestly, I think it'll come down. It'll come down to either. I reckon it'll be SPP or Mays. To be honest, so it'll be one of those two. I think Motlop and Leanet play Sandful. I think it'll be Maze or SPP that'll get the right. And if they're yeah. dropping SPP, I reckon he may play Sample and they may just put Maze on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have thought if they were dropping Marshall last week, they would have um, played him in the Sample, but they decided to make him the med sub. So it's really it's a hard one to pick. Because what's, what's Todd Marshall done to earn his recall that we've seen? Very we things. <laughs> that's that's where I'm sort of stuck on. Yeah. All right. Well, um, is there anything else we wanted to talk about that's happened off field or uh, uh, the week? We, uh, we've we've, we've somewhat discussed Rocky. We have somewhat yeah, Rockliffe, discussed. Of course, yeah, Rockliffe retiring. But we haven't really got into every that. Pig yet. No, every pig has his day. Every pig has his day. 208 games. Congratulations, Tom Rockliffe. For once was the uh, captain of the Brisbane Lions. Is uh, was also a leader in our club right from the get-go. I believe he's in the leadership group in mm-hmm. his first year here. He had he had like what three good rock solid years, or yeah, uh, two and a half years or something like that. So we've uh, we've had him. And we had the thing him, is, he yeah, he wanted to keep going. Twenty? Did he come here in 2018? Didn't he? No, 20, 20, no. 2017. He was on a, yeah, I think he was on a f- uh, four, year co- four or five year contract. So. Yeah, when did he arrive? Right? He arrived with Watts and also uh, Motlop in yeah. 2018 or 2017? I think it was 2017. I reckon it was 17. 2017. That's he was not even um, playing for the first 12 months or something, or six months. Or, uh, from my memory, he was literally injured when he got here, and uh, mm. it took him took him a while to kind of to, to actually even have his first game with the AFL side. But when he got going, and a lot of people were like wondering what's going on with him, and yeah, look, obviously you'd say in a weird way that probably would you say Motlop is the most successful. Of the three, Watts uh, and Rockliffe and, and Motlop, I'd say Motlop has offered the most and is you know is is being the most yeah you know, the best of the, the best of the bunch. But uh, um, Rockliffe uh, probably next, and then then Watts after that. I'd say in that pecking order. Nick, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, you sold thought there. I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. What's even mm. had his moment though, didn't he? You remember that game against uh, Melbourne? That was just the, the MCG was blinder, and then injured the next one. Oh. He just yeah. gave us a gave us a little glimpse of what could have been. Well, that was um, that was when we started playing him in defence, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, brilliant. He, yeah, yes. we, we were transitioning him to a defender, and then yeah, the week after he got injured and didn't no, play another right. bloody game. That was unfortunate. Yeah. He was amazing in that that game against mm. Melbourne. The MCG was brilliant. But uh, Rockcliffe, uh, yeah, I mean, Rocky just, 
he had some great games, and uh, mm. I remember he had a game at, uh, at the um, the Gabba against Brisbane, and he's just yeah, yeah, he, he, he ended up knocking himself out or something. It was typical Rockliffe. <laughs> he's, uh, he's head out, head under the ball, you know, in and under, and tough as nails. Yeah, not majorly athletic, but uh, boy, can he, he? He knows how to read the game. His he's, uh, footy IQ is huge, and uh, he's potentially he's definitely going to go into coaching, and uh, I reckon potentially could be a Port Adelaide coach one day. Thanks, Take Ken's job. I must, I must admit, it is sad <laughs> that he's had to retire the way he has. He yeah. clearly said he wanted he wanted to keep playing on, yeah. play another couple of years, but unfortunately. Because of the first lot of injuries he got, yeah. which is what led to the blood clotting, because he just wasn't able to move, and they re- he reckon well, he was saying um could be ten years minimum that you may have to have, be dealing with this. Yeah, he could be on blood thinners for literally for the next ten years. So uh, yep. if he if he uh, did got off not. off the blood thinners, then he would yeah he could get because what happened was that for anyone. Had to, like listening going, what, what happened? Like, yeah, he he got a blood clot in his ankle, I think it was, down his leg, and, uh, and yeah, it was, yeah. I thought it was his calf or something. His calf, sorry, mm. and then it just uh, yeah, his, yeah, could could work too, and it got close. Oh, because, he, yeah. he did have a moment where he had to go to hospital, and he was yeah. So there was mm. a moment where, where realistically, hey, because he, he, they had some sort of uh, he was talking about today, there was a scan, and like he he. He had something with his in his head, and there was some brain scan. or something. There was some scans where he hmm. realised he he could. Hey, and if you if you do something right now, this is this could be really bad. And obviously, blood thinners. So if he if he gets an injury, he's uh, with blood thinners. He's a goner. So hmm. it's a yeah, it's a it's a no brainer. So forced retirement. So uh, yeah, that could, he's played two hundred eight games more than. I'll ever play and more than <laughs> play. But it's, not yeah. as many as Anthony has. Hey, Anthony. Oh. Hello, boys. Hey, Mr. Ellis. How here. are you? How is the pair I'm going very tonight? Good. Oh, he's going very well, thank you. Up and about, <laughs> ready for a big weekend of double footy. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right, so what's your, tell us your weekend plans. Are you, so you're playing the game... Uh, you're, you're playing a game, are you, that afternoon, or you not? When's your game? Uh, two o'clock. So I'll be finishing up just as I start, as we start. Oh, okay, all right. And, and where are you playing? Not far away? Is it just uh, down the street, down the road? Uh, I'm playing at Thebiden, so I'll probably have to come home and and enjoy the second half with a few of the footy boys back at the club. I was going to say to you, you won't you won't be able to make the game at all. You won't won't, won't get to the ground. Nah. You can wait till seven thirty, Anthony. You can watch it um, on the late telecast on Channel Seven. Yeah, there you go. You just, just do that. That's cool. Ew! What delayed delayed telecast? Turn, turn, turn your phone start. off. T- turn your phone off. Turn all devices off. <laughs> I'd get. I tell you oh, what, you should sad. do. Get get some tubes. Drink some tab drink. Oh god! Watch it on Channel Seven with ads. Seven thirty. Have all devices off. Be basically old school. Like. Wallpaper, a nineteen seventies wallpaper around the room that you're watching it in. That would just top it off. <laughs> He's lost the plot, guys. He has lost the That's plot. So, I can't believe it's delayed. Get, oh, get, 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 get a duffel coat. Get a duffel coat. Wear a, wear a big Port Adelaide duffel coat when you're watching it. 
It's fine. I'll just sit, I'll sit in the corner with Ko going. Mm. <laughs> a couple of froffies. Are you bimbo? Another one. Yes. So what mad, you know. I'm so mad. Yeah. Feel for you, man. It's not frustrating. If I don't get to go to at least one final, I'm going to probably knock on hey, Gil McLaughlin. Dude, dude I'm just that's the next topic I'd love to talk to you boys about. Are we gonna we're gonna have home finals with us, aren't we? They're not gonna be all in Perth or anything, are they? Oh, I think we'll, we we guaranteed one. At home with a crowd, yeah. Well we can't yeah, we, we can't we can't drop too low. Yeah. Because what let me um, see. If we Well yeah, we're what is it? Oh yeah, we're we're, we're ten games. Cl- well, we're five games clear of um, West Coast, so sure. Yeah, we so can't drop any at this stage. We can't drop lower than six. Any boys done the ladder predictor recently? Uh, oh yeah, I had us. Fi- I had us finishing on top. <laughs> I don't trust hey, you. Possible. Right you're now, just, Melbourne is so ahead of the pack of by two points, and that's a draw. <laughs> uh, thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Melbourne could lose to the Cats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I've done, I've done, I've done a lot of predictor, and um, let's have a look. Um, at the moment, my top eight, as it stands, Port on top, Melbourne second, Doggies third, Geelong fourth, Sydney in fifth, Brisbane sixth, the Giants sliding into seventh, and West Coast just making it in on at eighth. Ooh, West Coast. Okay, so you got them. So you got mm-hmm. the winning, obviously, the derby. Uh, no, I've got I've got three O winning derby. Yeah, it's got no. got a three O winning derby, but um, I've got the Eagles beating um, the Lions. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, yeah I, I feel that I'll, too. All right. All right, let me switch that around. I'll I'll give the Lions the win. So now West Coast drop out of the A and Fremantle will now make the A. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, there you go. Oh, boy. And they drop, the, they drop from eighth to tenth. If we lose, if we win, I think we won't. Look, realistically, we could win both games, the next two, or re- very realistically, we could probably – Win and then lose, but I can't see us losing the next two. I do. I just be disgusting if we lose to Carlton, but we could lose to Dogs. Let's go with conservatively uh, that we win one, lose one. Does when that, have we ever been that, conservative? Let, does, I know, right? But does that, get, <laughs> does that get does that get us to still top four? It still keeps yes. us top four. Yes. Good. Well, yeah, so we're, we're two games ahead. We're two games ahead of both Brisbane and Sydney. So we only have to win one game, and we if we win if we beat Carlton, we're top four no matter what. And yeah. look at and look at based on the the three teams above us, it, it is really up in the air who we're playing. You know who's going to be the top side that we're playing in the first round. That could be any of those three, right? Like literally. And realistically, looking at looking at um, this, the final round has the four top four sides playing yes. one another. Yes. Yeah. So whoever wins most likely be top two. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, pretty much no matter like. Yeah. I don't know how just, I've done that, but I've got because we're level with the other two oh, teams. That's why sixty points. Yeah. Yeah, we're all sixty points except for Melbourne, who's sixty-two because of the draw. Yeah. 
Yep. Okay, well, I, I, I don't know why, but I had the Saints beating the Cats this um, this week, so I don't know why I did that with the predictor. You never know. <laughs> you never know, but I've just I've just moved things around Shoot again, her. and I've now – So I've still got what? Port winning both games. They are hot and cold sometimes, so. Oh. Mm. I've got Port winning both games, and I've got Geelong winning both games now, so Geelong now slide into first place, Port finish second. But now <laughs> – if I, if that was the if that was the case, if Geelong win both games, they'll stay ahead of us on percentage, and that could potentially mean no no matter what. I mean, if let's say Dogs do somehow beat us, and I think in that scenario, if Geelong win both games and we beat Carlton but don't beat, um, and I think I have Melbourne. Oh, sorry, I've also got Melbourne losing to um losing to Adelaide. Why the hell have I done that? <laughs> <laughs> because you hate Adelaide and that's fair. Oh, well, I don't want Adelaide finishing bottom, so that's why I did it. I, <laughs> I, don't, want, um, I don't want them getting horned. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind. Um, I, I don't mind the chances of both St Kilda and Adelaide this week. Mm-hmm. Anything goes, but I personally don't believe this week will be an upset round. When you not, right. when you get an upset round like last week. You're guaranteed majority of the favourites win this week, barring maybe one. But, yeah, looking at – so if Geelong win both games, Port potentially finishes second. I mean, I could say maybe we'll put Mel. Okay, we'll, I'll give Melbourne the win this week now. Let's see what happens when I put Melbourne as a winner. So Melbourne now jumped the third. So we'd have – if we beat the Dogs – we would finish second, and then we would have Melbourne round one of the finals. And that would be in Adelaide, most likely. If we lose to the Dogs, we'll be playing the Dogs again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be two most likely of... in oh. Perth. Yes, because I can guarantee yeah. they won't want to play in Adelaide. <laughs> just finish yeah. uh, telling it. Just finish top four. Win this week. I don't like we lose to the dogs, lose to the dogs. Mm-hmm. But playing in Perth, whole different ball game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if we're playing in Perth, we're not playing obviously yeah, like we we will play an away game in Perth against any of those teams, Geelong, Western Bulldogs or Melbourne. In Perth, any of those teams, bring it on. We've got a really good chance. I'm, he- I'm hearing up, um up to stadium. Beautiful, big ground. Oh, we're gonna love it. Hearing a little bit of fixture rumour for next week too. Apparently we've got the Friday night game against the Dogs. Oh, that's interesting. Um, do you know where that venue would be? How does that work? Uh, Marvel. Oh, fascinating. So why not Ballarat? Was, was there any – is that because of the well, – No, no, no we were never playing Ballarat. The, it was always going to be oh, Marvel. Oh, I thought it was going to be Ballarat. No, oh, oh, no, it was okay. always going to be Marvel. Oh, I'm sorry. I must, must have read something there or assumed. Okay. So it was always Marvel. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, oh, there you go. So, listeners are wondering what I was talking Babylon about about Ballarat before. Honestly, I thought we were playing out of Mars. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're at Marvel, and obviously with no crowd. Um, yeah, take your Friday we have We haven't lost a game at Marvel this year. We haven't lost a That's game true. in Melbourne this year. Yeah, and a Friday night game, I don't think we've lost those as well. No? How are we going for Friday nights? We haven't had that many of them. We haven't played one, have we? True. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, we played a Friday night. We played a Friday night. Oh, Richmond. Yeah, Richmond. Yeah. We won that one. I reckon there was another one somewhere. 
Richmond Friday night. It was a Thursday. Oh, th- we had a Thursday which we lost. Yeah. Two the Thursday night the two Thursday nights we lost. We also had Friday night against um, Collingwood. Oh yeah. Which was our home which was our home game for Travis Bokes three hundredth. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm still, how did you forget that? Sorry. I'm still coming down from the that celebrations. Was Friday night. <laughs> that was a Friday night, of course. <laughs> hey boys, um, hey, do you know what you know what I'd love to talk about before we get into the crystal pairs? Is just to just to talk about it on this podcast and say like how freaking nuts was did you were you guys watching Monday night's game? Yeah, I was. Partially yeah. I was on with it. I didn't watch it till later on. I literally just was doing other things that night, and later at the night, lightning thing. It came, oh, unbelievable! Oh, that was fifty-nine crazy. minute get a quarter. <laughs> what in 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 time? Like when when I was watching that afterwards, and I imagine you boys when you're watching it live there, could you think what else is going to happen this year? <laughs> <laughs> what else? I mean, what else? Yeah, it's unreal. We've played it's this crazy. game in snow and hail. But lightning's too scary. Well, exactly. Lightning, lightning, just ten uh, k's, ten k's away. So that was interesting. Um, all right, are we ready to uh, get into the crystal pairs? Always ready. All right, let's do it. Oh, you'd think you'd back riders would absolutely dominate Cox. Ding ding! All right, ding. so. Uh, yeah. Yes, let's let's kick it off. Well, uh, Nick, why don't you have the honours tonight to start oh, with your right is it? So we've mentioned the ins and outs. We can can move on hmm. to uh, the winners and the winner in the margin. All right. Um, let's see. We're also playing Sturt this weekend at Unley yes, Oval. Let's talk about the Maggies as well, of course. Uh, let's see now. Uh, what is the ladder looking like? Uh, Sturt are just pretty much equal with us, except for a bit of percentage. So it's going to be a cracker game, but it is at Unley Oval. Uh, I'm not sure about that match because we haven't really been performing that well anyway. So uh, if it is a win, it's probably a close one by like eight points for the Magpies. As for the power... I reckon Pell by 36 points. Okay. 36. So the Maggies was how much? Eight. Eight for the Maggies and 36 for the Power. Beautiful. All right, mate. Um, And uh, let's go go to you, Anthony. Um, Maggies will get up by about... What am I thinking? A couple of goals. I think Motlop's playing this week as well, isn't he? Mm, yeah. No, he's, he's uh, at the moment. He's an emergency. Yeah. And we play the game during our yeah, game. Yeah. It's three o'clock. It's about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so about an hour's Oops. difference. So essentially, is that am I right in saying that? Or about an hour, an hour and a half. It's three o'clock. Yes. Yes, yeah, three o'clock yeah. and four thirty. Yeah, my time. No, two thirty your time. So we're going to get another player called up to emergency. Two thirty. Oh, no, yeah, two thirty. Two thirty. Yeah, four p.m. So we're going to get another player called up halfway through the Maggie's oh, game, saying we need you. Nice. That's it great. For, uh, that's great. It's messy. It does. Mm-hmm. It's messy. 
Um, so, yeah, I'd sit them by a couple of goals and Port Adelaide in, will beat Carlton by 26. Beautiful. Great. So, yeah, with the Sandfall, it is a, realistically at this stage, it is an absolute must-win game where, like you said, we're equal with um, Sturt. We're only a game behind Norwood, though, realistically looking at Norwood's game this week, they should win since they're playing um, the bottom bottom of the ladder (laughs) um, bloods. But realistically, we're only a game behind Nord. We're two games behind South Adelaide and North. And South and North play one another this week. Yep. So to stay in contention, we do need to – we have to win this one. I think if Port does not win this week, um, I don't think they can drop too far lower because, again, I think we're we're two games clear of the Crows. I mean, we could drop lower on the ladder, but – yeah, I don't think Port can drop much lower than where they are, but if they want to play finals, they do need to start stacking up some wins to claw themselves back into the five. Yep. So Port by 10. I'm not confident, but we we potentially can do it. And um, funny enough, it is um, both Port, um, both Port Adelaide's are both playing the Blues and the Double Blues this week. Um, yeah, hopefully, that's that's a, an, an omen. Or give them both white and blue. I think we've done that when we played the North Adelaide and then the Swans as well. And yeah, I think uh, we have had some happened weird double. Eagles. We played West Coast and Woodville in the same Eagles. Although same to, be, to be quite to be quite honest, funny, though, I think. I think South Adelaide have closer colours to Carlton. That's than what true, of course they do. That's that's right. But yeah, um, <laughs> in the in the AFL, Port Adelaide by I, I want to give it a big margin, but at the same time, I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to oh, pull a big mate, margin. I, um, I echo that. I mean, I've said that in my head. Oh. Then again, and again, and I hate to say this because we were we were so confident last week against Crows. Oh yeah, forty point win, fifty point win. They don't have Walker. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. And they just come out and freaking embarrass us most of the game. Um, and that's the same with Carlton this week. They don't have um, McKay. They don't have um, Jones. Mark Murphy is being dragged out onto the field for his three hundredth. Quite literally, they're just basically putting him out in the field after dragging him as a med sub for a few weeks just to get his numbers up there. So he can say, yep, I played 300 games. Thank you very much. See you later. But so, again, I think Mark Murphy is done. And literally the only reason they are playing him because he has just enough in the tank to get one more game out of him. Is that going to be enough for him to bloody play well or not? Who knows? But yeah, I didn't play him in this 300th in the last game against the Giants at home. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I agree. I'm surprised by that. He's going to wrap up after this game. The season's done. Mm. Give give a kid a go. Give a kid a go. I I guess he just wants to get it over and done with. He wants to be but like yeah, um, he, he wants to be like Kane Corns. Did three hundred and Barrett. Yeah, I reckon Port will beat Cal- Carlton by forty-six. Ooh, that's bigger than I thought. Forty-six. Okay, I like All it. Right. 
All right, Port Adelaide Magpies will win by, let's go with uh, 15 points, and the Power will win by, uh, let's go with, yeah, uh, 20, 28 points. And I, I agree with everything you said, Craig, in the fact that I'd like to think we're going to win by 46 or even like uh, 60, 70 points. Carlton really should be pants down, and we should be revving and humming really well, and, you know, like... If we're all chatting on the chats, uh, you know, the, when the game's on and we're winning by 60 points, I think we kind of wouldn't be surprised. So there's a lot of elements where if that plays out, we say, yeah, cool. I could see how this, you know what I mean? We could, you could see how that could play out. But, um, yeah, strangely enough, I go with 28 points because I could see how that could play out too. <laughs> so that's um, where, unfortunately, that's where it kind of lies. Yeah. Sorry. Go I'm, I'm glad. Uh, look, I know Mackenzie's out, and I might have missed the selection talk before. I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm, it, yeah. glad, I'm glad Cleary's back because I know Ali Ali played the best game he's played for the club last week. Sure. But he makes Ali Ali so much better. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I know Mackenzie's good, but Mackenzie is a bit more like Ali Ali where Tom Cleary doesn't play that take, uh, you know, peel-off role. And Aaliyah can sort of just roam as you know he'd like. Because last week, I mean, he was very, very good Aaliyah. I'm not going to take anything away from his game. But if someone like Carlton's bombing it in to, say, a Charlie Kerno, mm. it's, it's a lot more dangerous than a Himmelberg. Yeah, so I, think, I, I, I think Cleary, Cleary is just a little bit more safer than uh, – than, um, McKenzie in that that kind of role. I see where you come from there, Anthony. It's that's a spoken like a true defender, like a true backman. But then, <laughs> yeah. but then, then realistically, who is our who is the weak link in our defence then? Oh, I Do don't think have, there is a weak link to be honest. I think it's just different what, the way they play differently. Could we if McKenzie McKenzie back, plays McKenzie plays great, Aaliyah plays great. Can we have all of them in the side together? Is there is there almost a bit of a, a defense? Ah, uh, you can't play. Issue? You can't play fulls and then four defenders. No. Just out of interest, I just thought I'd ask. Maybe maybe the one maybe the one that we there's one that we're not talking about. Who's that? Say it. The captain, Jonas. Oh, he, you know, you can't, you can't get rid of him. I think. I think um, uh, he's he, he, like Jonas. The good thing with him, I don't like. He's a tall, but he's a versatile tall or small. So you could play the three tools and then play him on a small. But they all they, they're all different. On. They're all different, I think, and that's what's the beauty of it. We, we tried that against Melbourne, and it fell right on a dart. Oh yeah. We tried playing the four against Melbourne and it did not work. Yeah. I, I, I think the three works perfectly. Mm, but the, I mean, three, the three defenders and then the four tools for me. All right. Well, let's give Nick the chance to talk about this week's. Can I go maybe start with the defenders? to uh, BOG. As we're discussing them. BOG, yep. start with your defender. All right. Uh, this week, I think... Cleary's back, and he's back strong, I reckon. Cleary's going to have a 
still a game now that he's back, and Elia's going to help him along with that. Uh, then for my mid, oh, I'm going to go Ollie Wines because why not? Need him to get some points. Didn't really do much last week. I mean, he was okay, but, you know, what else can we do? And as for the forwards, Mitch Giorgiades, my boy. Right. Anthony? Um, going to back the captain in this week. I reckon he's in for a, uh, a good defensive game. Um, in the middle, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it up a bit. I reckon Xavier Dersma is going to have a, a, a ripper game. Something a little bit different than the Wines, Boke and Drew and all that. And up forward, um, he's due. Had his warm-up game last week. It's time for the Robbie Gray show. Lovely. Nice. He does like playing against Carlton, so. Exactly. All right, Craig. All righty. So. As much as um, most people would disagree with me on this, I believe that our best defender last week was not Aaliyah and that it was Ryan Burton. Ooh. That's a call. I actually like that call. That's that's funny. I'm going to just quickly – I I did not copy you. When I do my defenders, I'm not copying you, and whatever you possibly say about Ryan Burton, I I, I echo (laughs) Because Ryan Burton, he had 26 disposals compared to Elias 21. He may have only had 10 marks compared to Elias 11. But he also had three tackles compared to Elias one tackle. So I think I think Burton had a better game last week. I than think Elias was just more prolific when it happened. Yeah, it was more yeah, prolific. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think Burton actually did more. But you so did miss, I'm Burton, gonna, Burton's also decision making in and under quick, quick is quick really decisions. good. Oh, he's yes. he's I'm like, going to back in. So I I'm backing in so Ryan. Much. I'm going to back Ryan Burton in as our best right. defender. Cool. Midfield, I'm going to stick with what I said last week and stick with Willem Drew. He is just going stride to stride at the moment. While he didn't um, rack up the most disposals. Um, I mean, he had 10 tackles in the midfield and 23 disposals. He had a really great game. I thought he was probably another one that was in contention to have um, won the um, showdown medal last week, but obviously, again, wasn't prolific enough like Aaliyah was. And up forward, you know, someone I think is going to build on what he did last week and not only produce some extra grunt in the middle, but also some extra stuff up forward. I'm going to put Zach Butters as um, the best forward this week. Okay. I like it. All right, well, Zach Butters, well, that's that's just exciting. Because you (laughs) can imagine, yeah, that's going to piss off Carlton fans all the more. All right. right. Mm. So, my, yeah, Ryan Burton is my defender. My BO Bisson Ground defender. This guy, I absolutely love Ryan Burton. He, uh, I just knew that what we're seeing now, once his injuries, uh, he can overcome his injuries uh, and, and just get his body right. He, he was uh, he's a massive talent, and uh, yeah, he's brilliant. My midfielder is actually going to go with Scotty Lysett. I actually really think Lysett's going to 
you know, be a, a real important player in the, the ruck. I'm just trying to even think about who their rucks are. Um, if anyone right at the top of the head or knows or got it in front of them, the ins and outs, but, you know, their, their lineup. But um, I don't kind of even put a big name or anyone to their rucks at the moment. So I think uh, it, they, were, they even had a, a Silvani rucking for them a couple of weeks ago. So I feel like that is an area that Scotty Lysett can really dominate and give us first give, the first look. And uh, that, you know, we've even still got Laddams outside there. So, uh, and obviously with the tools, I think that could be a big exposure. Um, and our forward line, we're looking at uh, Fantasia as a, as a player I think is actually going to light it up and have a, have a big say in our forward line. So... More score involvement than anyone else would be Fantasia. He's building. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Ruffies. Let's go, Nick. Uh, All right. Get out, the judging stick. get out the judging stick, Anthony. Uh, I'm All going right. last, am I? Uh, maybe you yep. want to go last in this. Okay. Yep. Very appropriate. You can always go last. You, you may, from now on, you, you'd be the foundation. You'd be the, the base. Miles Bergman. Oh, hello. All right, Miles. What's his rising above his rising star nomination. He is going to get thirty plus disposals and kick four plus goals. Okay. And possibly back to back nominations. You can't get back to back nominations. If you could, I'm just saying he should. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. Maybe they realise right. there is really is no other nomination worthy, so they have to give it to him back to back. Craig, right. Craig, yes, Craig. Alrighty, my roughie. I've got. I think I got somewhat close last week with mine. I I thought Willem Drew was going to get the thirty plus, and he didn't. But I think I did say he was going to get around ten tackles. I think I got close. So. Um, my roughie for this week, Willem Drew to get 33 disposals, eight tackles, and a goal. Ooh. 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 I like that. I like it. My, Matthew? my... My roughie, my roughie is that David Teague knows that he goes into the game coaching, knowing that he, he's no longer coaching. He's no longer the coach. All right? Is and that confirmed? Is, uh, that's my that's my roughie. So that'll be that's okay. going on. There's there's board of, there's 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 things going on in the board and stuff later on this week, leading up there where he potentially yeah for real he could be knowing that he's gone before he even coaches this week. With, the, with how it's working out. Tom Morris mentioned about this, to, you know, and Tom Brown has been in the media of that. So, uh, you, you guys know about that? You know what's going on with that? No? Because of the reviews coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he could potentially know. All right. So, the my roughie is that he, he knows what's going on and the rumours are bound. He might not even coach, but he does coach. But it's Xavier Dersmer's third bow and arrow that he just does the bow and arrow towards T and a dagger in your heart, son, and the job's over. Bang. And he does it in his last third goal late in the last quarter. And it's just towards T and 
and our club has just buried the coach and my, the rough years that he ends up being fired at the end of the game. That's official. Wow. Jesus That's Christ. People's jaws wow. are lying in your rough years. That's, He's third that's... bow and arrow. Third bow and arrow. He gets three goals and he does, them, he does it to T. That's what my rough is. Excuse my French, but fuck. Yeah, I know, right? Um, all right. Interesting. It's hard to follow those three because they're very different uh, roughies. Uh, Nick, first of all, Miles Bergman. I loved I loved it, to be honest. I think that's arguably your best roughie for the year. Oh, Thank you, brother. So, well done on that. Craig. Congratulations, his, Miles. We didn't um, mention Miles, Miles Bergman. Did we yes. mention Miles? Yeah, yeah. Rising Star nomination yeah, last star. week. Yeah, well done, Miles. Star, Miles ahead of the rest. Um, <laughs> well played. Craig with his standard Willem Drew loving <laughs> Ruffy. He, he, he has become my new favourite. It's um, understandable why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, He's off of the uh, wood, wood, woodpecker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hey, I, I, I'll give it a decent one because Craig does it well in um, in how he manipulates my mind when telling the roughies. <laughs> Buddy, I thought you started a novel when you um, first mentioned. <laughs> Um, Once upon a time, <laughs> it was lacking something, and I did like where you were going. I wish you said. Like Dersma kicks his third goal, third binary, points it at David Teague after he puts Port a hundred up. Oh yeah, late, no, okay, but. yeah, yeah. So it's got to be Baron. That's the whole point of it. He's burying. Oh, sorry, it, it's a, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a. Uh, that was the whole point of it. Yeah, he's burying, burying the side. He's gone. Bang. Let's go with a hundred points. I like the sound of that. Could have gone a hundred <laughs> points, or it's a minute to go, and he puts Port in front. And points oh, at a tee. Oh, God, that's heartbreaking <laughs> for us. That's heart-testing. Heart, heart uh, yeah, um, but you know what? I'm in a very, very happy, good mood this week. Good so mood. you're all passed. You all did well. Yay. But I, once again, for the 20, for round 22, for the 22nd week in a row, I'm going to topple you all and say <laughs> it's not individual player that will get a roughie for my this week. It's a team-based thing. And it'll be the Western Bulldogs, Melbourne and Geelong all lose, Port win, and we go top at the end of the round. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are playing each other at the moment? No. Nope. No, not this round. Not this round. Oh, so, I, I tell you what, I was, waiting for some, I was waiting for one of you boys to do. It's just It was a unique in last week. Um, I've got the game in front of me, so I'm a bit cheating here a bit, but... We had a lot of intercepts. I just loved how Butters and Rosie, they read the place so well. And we just, uh, some of those goals, uh, inter- the, the intercept to get for Ollie Wines' goal, that was an intercept from Rosie. Rosie's intercept for that run with Butters. And I think even Butters got an intercept that kind of kicked off the side and, you know, it, it, even to get our second goal from memory. So, look, our, there's something just exciting. And we may not even have a game where it's all. You know, from go from go, go to woe. It's even um, we have moments, and it's you can just see this building something. So, you know, stick around for the next five six weeks, Portress listeners and uh, fans, because I I still feel like there's 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 something a brewing in the outside. You agree, boys? Yeah, hundred percent. 
Yeah. We're building. We're building. And those games, you know, like this. We're building in the right time of the year. Was it not like only a six goals each, you know, game against Richmond last year in the prelim? So it's in moments. I mean, even it'd be eight to nine goals at most against Frio, uh, that prelim back in 2014. Like, it, it is a. The, the, they're in, you have moments. If you have two big goals in a quarter, uh, a lot of those finals, finals are. We play finals footy, and we, 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 I feel like even though we've been smashed around, we're most honest, beating all the teams, as you said, underneath, below us, and then the teams above us, you know, we've had our moments. And when we come to the finals, and it's finals where it's not, you know, 100-point scoring, uh, we, we, we'll be like a boxer, just smashing it with what we, uh, what we get, and we'll, we'll give back, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. All right, boys. Um, anything else before we kind of uh, depart here? Oh, I guess we just get some um, get some uh, crystal pairs, roughies and crystals from the yep. listeners. Yeah, uh, do you want to? It's been a bit quiet, but I got a couple already. Uh, Ash okay. Jarvis pulled by eighteen points. I assume he means power. Bog will be butters. Ruffy minus three for ruse. Three butters and three for grey. Shane Smith as in goals. Yeah, Ruffy yeah. is a Lear. Lear takes mark of the year, and poor already. Uh, Betts gets swallowed up underneath. Swallowed up and gets, uh, <laughs> spat out like a baby at the end of his career. At the end of his career. <laughs> I mean, I had a feeling he might retire at the end of this year, so you never know. Uh, him and Teague can, uh, yeah, can retire together. Hand in hand. Exactly. <laughs> all, all right. Um, yeah, so now only a few there, a few uh, crystal pairs. Haven't had a lot of listeners on live tonight, have we? I think. Being oh, we've had Shane, yeah. Ash, uh, yeah. Tyson was there. Yeah, Samantha jumped in. Oh, cool. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, so your weekends, boys. So Craig and Nick, you both are going. Am I right in saying that? You yeah, yeah. A bit early. Congratulations for getting the tickets and well done. Get stuffed. Peanuts. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, shut up and go win hey, your own hey, game. Uh, Anthony, good luck. Have a great game and enjoy the second half. And, mate, I, I, I don't go to all the games now. I'm in Gold Coast, so I know how that's going. I went to about 25 oh, last year. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I could have potentially gone to a grand final if we'd made it. That's right. Um, oh, God. Oh. Well, that's it. I mean, for another day, we'll talk about the grand final if we can all get to the grand final somehow if we make I, it. So I don't think I'm that's possible, hit, but, uh, yeah. I'm going to hit up Monty and just uh, get myself an exemption. Oh, <laughs> God, I love oh, him. Yeah, He's a yeah, Monty. Yes, yes. We have to get him on uh, the show soon. Oh, let's do that. Let's get him on. And there, there's a couple of WA people as well uh, that I'd, I'd love to get, get, get in the chat to. I think they're going to have a very, very good – Final series, looking watching Port Adelaide live. They they'd be mm-hmm. uh, smelling, or you know, reading the tea leaves on everything. I think Channel Seven came out with a thing today with a bit of an idea on the final setup. Is that correct? What is the estimated? Yeah, cost? they did. They yeah, said um, there's a there's a chance that the AFL could consider uh, scrapping the end of season buy before finals, playing finals straight away, and having a grand final. Oh, I... Maybe it depends. I think it depends on 
where they want to play. Because like, Eddie McGuire brought this up last night on Fox or whatever it was. Um, mm. Basically, the, the, the plan supposedly at the moment is if they're going to have the grand final in Melbourne, they'll not do any buys. They'll just keep the season going and going. No, no pre-season final buy. No grand final buy. Just get it over and done with. If the game, um, if the game can't be played um, in Melbourne, then they will have the pre-week for, um, buy, a pre-grand final buy, mm-hmm. and that's where they'll um, use that time to decide where they want to hold the grand final. Not giving much people time to organise yeah. anything. Yeah, it'll but, just be locals going, uh, hey. Because um, the way Eddie Maguire set up basically was um, most likely it'll be in um, Perth, but the AFL does have a contingency where if Port Adelaide does make the grand final, they'll want to try and maximise as many people as they can. So instead of having it in Perth, they'll bring it to Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Or wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and Craig, have a great game. Cheat, like, cheer loudly and enjoy the game and uh, get us Dude, online. what do you expect from us? We're not pro supporters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, no, enjoy, enjoy. Yeah, lucky, lucky you're there. But, uh, I, uh, right, but, uh, can I just Anthony, say, in, yeah, before, please. We, before we go off, I just want to say that if our prelim is on um, I actually wouldn't mind the week one of finals being brought forward because St. Paul's, if we win this weekend, we qualify right. for top three, which means if we finish second or third, our prelim final, which uh, obviously our final series has been changed with COVID, our prelim right. final is played on the Friday night, September 4th. Ooh. Friday night football for Sposs. So I'm kind of hoping that we play either a Thursday night or a Saturday. That would be. So I'll be absolutely. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to keep us all posted. Uh, Shane just Sorry, wants they want uh, they won't uh, they, want, they won't they let, won't let the, let the stadium, stadium have, have the, the grand final. final. Yeah, the MCG is they, the AFL have come yeah. out and said that they would rather have fifty percent at the MCG than actually have it anywhere else, even at a hundred percent. Yeah, they're really a Victorian league first, aren't they? Even even though mm. they just had no chance of, you know, the the COVID had to be in a really bad situation with Victoria last year for definitely to go to um, to Gabba. Uh, yeah, they really want to do anything to not have it go again for the two years in a row. So, yeah, just reminding us how much they kind of really consider themselves the uh, Victorian Football League first and foremost. It would be uh, long term. Long term, that's still not sustainable. That is another another topic for another day. <laughs> I, mean, I heard that um, out of the eighteen clubs, mm-hmm. seventeen agreed that if uh, that. If you can't have any crowd at all in Melbourne, it has to be moved somewhere else. One AFL club was still sticking to their guns, saying that no matter what, the grand final had to be in Melbourne this year. Collingwood? No. Richmond. Wow. Why why would Collingwood give a fuck? Was that Richmond? Because Daddy. Wasn't Richmond either. Oh, who was it? Melbourne. Oh, of course. Of course, that makes sense. (laughs) That makes more sense, yeah. yeah. All right. Melbourne are adamantly wanting to make sure the grand final is in Melbourne no matter what. Yeah. 
All right, right then. Let's wrap it up, hey? Yes, indeed. Thank you, all listeners. Uh, thank you for jumping in and chatting with us, as always. Thank you, everybody. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And until next week when we have our last home and away game for 2021, go to power. Go to power. Up it. Mm-hmm.